Stuff I Learned Yesterday, episode number 310, Friday Flashback. Welcome to Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I'm Daryl Darnell. Peach cobbler is one of my favorite desserts, and I believe that if you aren't learning, you aren't living. In today's episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, we're cranking up the DeLorean and taking a trip back to one of the most popular episodes of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Well, greetings to you. Happy Friday. Welcome to the end of another week and another episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, which means another fun fact. Today's fun fact is, today, you're going to love this. I think you're going to love this. Today is Peach Ice Cream Day. Now, I don't know about you, but I love peach, well, anything, really. Peach ice cream is delicious. Now, here's something I didn't know. Peaches are native to China and were taken to America by Spanish explorers in the 16th century. Commercial cultivation has made them the second biggest fruit crop in the U.S. All right, so what's the number one fruit crop in the U.S.? Apples. If you guessed apples, congratulations. Peach ice cream is generally only made during the summer months and can be enjoyed on a Sunday as an ice cream cone on top of slices of peach. That sounds awesome. Or simply as its own in a dish. It doesn't need sprinkles or sauces or toppings as they can overpower the delicate flavor. So, of course, a great way to celebrate Peach Ice Cream Day is by enjoying some peach ice cream over at your favorite ice cream shop. And I got to tell you, I mentioned Peach Cobbler in my opening, and one of my favorite memories is going with my grandparents to the local orchard, and we would pick peaches. And one of the cool things about this particular orchard, and I don't think they were unique in this, is they will let you eat as much as you wanted while you are picking. And so I can just remember eating as many peaches as I could and just peach juice just running down my chin and dripping all over my shirt. And then we would get home and help grandma unpack those. And then she would spend the rest of the day in the kitchen peeling a lot of those and getting them prepared for fresh peach cobbler and and other things that she would make with them. And then the rest of them would get sliced up and vacuum sealed and then put into the freezer so that we could have peach treats all year long. And man, my grandma could make some amazing peach cobbler. So doesn't that make you want to go get some peach ice cream? I think so. It's a great hot day. Go enjoy some peach ice cream in honor of peach ice cream day. All right. Well, that hopefully is what your appetite is for some more fun stuff here on Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Today's one of those days, not only is it a Friday flashback, that's because the mailbag is empty for the Friday Forum. I'll give you information on that here in just a minute. But it's a good day to to take a little bit of a detour and do something we haven't done in quite a while, and that is to give some special thanks and some shout-outs. So I want to give a special thanks to Raymond and Joshua and Silly Bands for their iTunes reviews. Raymond says, I'm often reminded of life's bigger picture at the start of the day before I get bogged down in my daily routines. Silly Bands said, Daryl offers great, insightful ideas, facts that help shift my thinking to positive thinking. 
And Joshua said, Silly is an awesome podcast with great stories to both encourage and entertain. Daryl has created a fantastic group around this as well. I also want to give a shout out to the folks over at planetgeek.ch. This was brought to my attention earlier this week from Emily O'Leary, who co-hosts the Berserker Cast podcast with me. And uh, this blew me away. This was so nice. They wrote a blog post. and It's pretty short, so I'm just going to read the whole thing. And the author on this is Daniel Marbach. And Daniel said, I listened to a few podcasts, mainly technical ones. I recently got a hint from Mike Munatillo about a podcast called Stuff I Learned Yesterday. I was blown away when I started listening to this podcast. It makes you think more about stuff that you learned. Furthermore, this podcast is full of stories from the podcasters themselves, but also from the community. You'll find the podcast here, and he links to our website. And then he says, one of the recent inspiring and very emotional episodes are, and he talks about the episode Finding Clarity, gives a link to that. And he says, if you've lost someone in your life like I did, you know why I like this one. And then he talks about the episode, Are They Even Listening? And he gives a link to that. He says, if you're a parent like I am, you'll know why I like this one. Subscribe. It's emotional, inspiring, makes you laugh, cry, and think. So, uh, gosh, that's amazing. Thank you, Daniel, for putting that blog post together. And I'm glad to hear that you're getting so much out of the podcast. It means a lot. It really does. And I know that all of us here at Stuff I Learned Yesterday uh, appreciate your kind words. And then lastly, this came in this week from, quote, just an old guy. (laughs) And just an old guy said, in the clutter of media hype and the nonstop screaming of the vocal minority, I find your views and take on life wonderful. I enjoy life as much as you do. Family is of most importance, and the seemingly little things of daily life bring me great joy and satisfaction. I hope you are able and willing to continue this podcast well into the future. So Joshua and Daniel and Raymond and Silly Bands and Just an Old Guy, thank you so much for your great compliments. Thank you for the iTunes reviews. And thank you for your support and being a part of Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Most of all, thank you for listening. Now, I'd love to have fresh content for next week's Friday Forum. That's one of the things that Daniel mentioned in his blog post was the community aspect of this podcast. You really are an important part of this podcast. I would love to hear from you by calling 304-837-2278 or head over to goldenspiralmedia.com slash feedback. And then, of course, you have a variety of ways of submitting your Friday Forum contribution for next week's episode. So for today, we're going to, as I said, fire up the DeLorean and listen to an episode that originally aired on September 18th, 2014. Now, what's really cool about this episode is it's one that was hosted by Mandy Wickert. And you'll remember that she was a host for us for several months until, well, life changed and she went back and got a full-time job and she is still doing that. She's still hoping to come back at some point, but... Honestly, with the way life works, I don't know. I don't know if Mandy's going to come back to stuff I learned yesterday or not. But this is one of the most popular episodes that this podcast has ever produced. And it's called Cap Someone Today. It's a great story. So here it is, Cap Someone Today. 
You know that mom you saw at the grocery store the other day, deftly maneuvering the aisles with precision at a record pace, with an air of peace and tranquility? The one with three kids in tow, all riding or walking, quietly, engaging courteously with fellow shoppers, with their hands relaxed comfortably at their sides, and smiles glued into place? Yeah, that probably wasn't me. A few weekends ago, I found myself in an uncomfortable predicament. We had just moved into our new home. Our freshly defrosted fridge looked like an empty cavern, and wouldn't you know, Clint was out of town. The natives were growing restless, and everyone was echoing the same thing. We're hungry. What are we going to eat for dinner? It was getting late, and I knew that I needed to feed my family. We'd had a really great but busy day, and time had just escaped me. I thought about getting takeout, but I knew we'd be facing the same dilemma in the morning if I didn't remedy the situation entirely. So, putting on a brave face, I announced that we were going to the grocery store. Now, I knew this was a bad idea from the moment the words escaped my lips. Fortunately, or so I thought, I'd been told that our local store had a deli area within it where you could actually sit down to eat. My plan initially. Was to grab some dinner at the deli for the kids, sit down to eat, and then gracefully maneuver the aisles as depicted in my story before. I didn't know this yet, but that was only wishful thinking. When we entered the store, I immediately noticed how pristine and new everything looked. The aisles were all meticulously groomed, and that deli I'd mentioned before was enormous. There were fancy cheeses, desserts, hot meals, cold meals, olive bars, salad bars. The list goes on and on. My plan slowly dissolved before me as I realized that just the deli alone was enough to send my restless and hungry crew into a tailspin. I immediately felt defeated, but decided to soldier on because at this point I really had no choice. The kids were easily distracted and felt it necessary to touch every piece of beautiful produce as we walked by. They were grabbing everything at their eye level, hoping to toss it into our cart. Just navigating a store with three kids is a challenge in itself. My four and seven-year-olds were initially sitting in the large part of the cart, because I've learned that my shopping time goes up directly proportional to my number of walkers. This lasted only a few minutes after entering the store, as my cart began to fill with groceries. I realized I was going to have not one but two walkers. My almost two-year-old was positioned in the front seat facing me, but she's reached the stage of pseudo independence. She knows what she wants and is not afraid to let me know, but she doesn't really understand the consequences of her actions. I was patient as she began throwing the first of her tantrums that night about being buckled into her seat. I quickly gave up on the idea of dinner at the store and proceeded to Plan B: get what you need and get out fast. We picked up fresh fruits and vegetables. I fought my youngest to keep the unwashed grapes out of her mouth as my little walkers began running circles around me. The tantrums continued as we made our way to the bread aisle. Rena insisted that she not be buckled very loudly and with many, many tears. She's been gifted with great lung capacity and volume. I patiently reasoned with her as I made my way down the aisle, grabbing only the essentials. I felt the searing burn of all eyes around me. Judging me, making me feel like an awful mom. I was sure that's what they were thinking. The other shoppers exchanged knowing glances with one another, and I hung my head in shame, attempting to avoid eye contact. I shushed my littlest, but held my ground, refusing to give in to her tantrum. I scolded her 
and even threatened with consequences if she did not calm down. No, I was not going to allow her to stand in the back of the cart. I've watched her attempt a face plant once before from standing in the back when instructed to sit down and wasn't about to make that mistake again. Reasoning with a two-year-old is futile, but I was still hanging in there with some semblance of parental control. Then she reached for the cherry tomatoes. She wailed loudly and flung the tomatoes in all directions across the aisle where they landed at the feet of my audience. I was mortified. I scolded her and gave her the aforementioned consequences, which were not received without tears. Meanwhile, without attention focused on them directly, my two walkers had become wanderers and were now entertaining themselves with a game of tag in the floral department. I corralled them up quietly and went to the task of reinforcing our rules for behavior in public places. My tone was probably not nice by this point, but I was trying my best to stay composed in the face of chaos because my audience was still standing by. I'm sure we were providing ample entertainment. Just as I was resituating my two-year-old back in the cart with her seatbelt strap, after some face-to-face -face talking and tomato wrestling, one of the women who had been observing me quietly approached. She was an older woman who looked like she may have been a grandmother to some well-behaved children somewhere. I steeled myself for her correction, embarrassed by the entire spectacle I had created. But instead of scolding me or offering me advice on how to do a better job at this parenting thing, she gently placed an arm on my shoulder, leaned in, and whispered into my ear, You're doing a great job. You are a terrific mom. I'm tearing up just thinking about what an impact those words had on me. I was harshly judging myself, my kids, my reactions, their reactions, and the entire time, she was observing my perseverance thinking I was doing a good job. Her words melted me. They resonated in my heart and echoed in my head. I thanked her and let her know how much I appreciated her saying that despite my circus. I gently placed my littlest one in her seat and proceeded to the next aisle. I'd like to say the show ended there and that the whirlwind died down, but it didn't. A shopping trip that should have taken 30 minutes at most was stretched to one and a half hours. I was worn thin and frazzled by the time we finished, and we were all still starving, but by the time I left that store, two men and one other woman had stopped to tell me what a good job I was doing, to sympathize with me, or to offer me encouragement. I felt such an outpouring of love that day, and that trip, although embarrassing, was also amazing. Ultimately, we escaped the store, food in hand, and hurried home for a quick dinner, and all was right with the world. Here's what I learned. Parenting is hard work, really hard work at times. A simple word of encouragement can take someone from shame to gratitude, from fear to comfort. Those strangers and the comfort they offered to a mom struggling to make it through the store with three hungry kids in tow probably have no idea what an impact they had on me that day. But I will be sure to pay it forward and compliment a parent, cap someone. When I see discipline being enforced, a parent doing their best in a situation, or even when I see kids behaving like angels, we all need to be capped every once in a while. This week, I would like to extend a personal challenge to you. Will you compliment a parent? Cap someone. Find a mother or father doing their best and extend a kind word to them. 
No matter what age you are, I assure you the gesture will not go unnoticed. Then share your experiences with us for the Friday Forum. I'd love to hear the effect you could have just from capping someone. I'm Mandy Wickert, and this has been Stuff I Learned Yesterday. Follow Golden Spiral Media on Twitter at GSM Podcasts and Facebook.com slash Golden Spiral Media. To subscribe to Stuff I Learned Yesterday, visit goldenspiralmedia.com slash subscribe. If you've enjoyed this episode of Stuff I Learned Yesterday, I would be really grateful if you leave a review in iTunes.